Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you're listening to the Sports Preview Show here on the podcast. Now, we have some fantastic guests lined up for you today, but we're going to take a look at the entire sporting spectrum across the county over the next seven days. And we're going to be talking to Niall Moran ahead of Sligo Rovers' return to competitive action tonight on a Valentine's Night special in the SSE Airtricity League Premier Division, which kicks off tonight. They visit Finn Harps at 8pm tonight in Bally Buffet, while in under-17 Gaelic football, we'll be talking to Leitrim manager Brendan Guckian about his side's competitive start to the season in the Leinster League. Yes, you heard me right, the Leinster League against Limerick. It's confused the hell out of me too, but Brendan's going to explain all about what exactly is going on with the under-17 development squad in the county this year, ahead of their season starter in Athlone IT next Wednesday evening. Brendan will be joining us in a little while in the show. We'll also be catching up with Trish Ford of the Leitrim Sports Partnership about all of the participation events that are happening up and down the length of the country, or the county, should I say, for people of all ages and abilities, from preschoolers on bikes to active age and with uh, special needs as well across the county. There's loads of activities going on. We'll remind you about the Sports Person of the Month Award, uh, which we've been running here on the station since the start of the year, and how you can nominate someone that you think has impressed you on the sporting fields up and down the county over the last few weeks and for the rest of the month. There's, uh, we'll tell you all about how you can nominate those people later in the programme. Let's get right down to business, though. We're going to start with soccer. And it is, of course, the return of the SSE Airtricity League. And tonight, Sligo Rovers, they face a tough game in opening against their Northwest rivals, Finn Harps. And that game kicks off in Bally Buffet tonight in Finn Park at 8pm. And Niall Moran is hoping to be part of that Sligo Rovers side as they open their season. I caught up with them earlier in the week. Now, after four months of waiting, it is the return of the SSE Airtricity League Premier Division this weekend. And Sligo Rovers are in action. They make the relatively short journey to Bally Buffet to take on local rivals Finn Harps on Friday night. It's a Valentine's night with a bit of a difference for one Leitrim inhabitant. Inhabitant, is that the right word? We'll give it to you anyway. One Leitrim man, Niall Moran, of course with Sligo Rovers' first team. Niall, welcome back to the programme. It's been a long winter. How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad, uh, thank you. Yeah, it has been a long winter, but um, I think, uh, you know, I said pre-season's a tough time of year for us, but um, yeah, it's been enjoyable and we're all looking forward to Friday. Now, since we spoke to you, really, we might as well catch up over what's been up going on with you for the last couple of months, obviously. Uh, you started your scholarship in, in IT Sligo uh, as part of a partnership with Sligo Rovers. How has that mixing the college and professional football gone for you? Because it sounds kind of difficult to kind of keep all those balls in the air. Yeah, it is. It's a, it is a tough task to be a, a full time student and a full time footballer. But um, yeah, it's been it's been going well so far. I'm enjoying it as well. And um, it was a bit tricky at the start trying to manage both the the football and the college. But um, I got a lot of help both from the club and the college, and uh, it's turned out all right so far. Um, and uh, I'm happy with how it's going. Now, last season, you really made a breakthrough in terms of game time and appearances in that first team down in Sligo. You impressed a lot of the fans. Uh, you're a bit of a fan favourite there, despite your very young years and limited enough experience in the grand scheme of things, really only a season, season and a bit under your under your collar. In terms of going forward, what are your hopes? Because 
the European Championships, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later, but the European Championships came out of left field last year. And do you have any hopes or expectations about where you might be looking back in 12 months' time at what you've achieved in the next 12 months? Um, yeah, like you said, last year was a, a breakthrough year for myself. And I think I was rewarded from uh, good club form to get a chance on the international stage. And uh, kind of like last year, I want to do the same again this year. I want to, I suppose, feature week in, week out and get a starting place and the team secured and hopefully that'll help me push on and similar to last year get me featured on a um on the international stage again but uh i suppose like last year this time last year i couldn't have predicted what had happened in the next i suppose 12 months so you never know this time next year we could be having a completely different conversation again so you never really know now you played a lot of time last year at right back. You'd probably be more recognised as a central defender or sorry, defense, defensive midfielder, central defensive midfielder. Um, what's your preferred position? And I suppose with a couple of additions coming in, I know Will Seymour has been drafted in. Gary Buckley has joined from Cork City. Uh, Timu, I'm not even going to chance his surname, the Finnish uh, player, has come in as a defensive player. How has that impacted your your opportunities in in the first team in Sligo this season? Uh, I don't think it's affected it that much, to be honest. Uh, as you said, I had featured a lot at right-back last season. But uh, as I said previously, midfield is my preferred position. But uh, I'll never turn down the chance to play. I'd like to think I'm a, a versatile enough player. So um, I think that could only help my case in terms of game time. And in terms of more players coming in, I think that's what you need in a club you need good competition healthy competition and if you look at teams the bigger teams in the country the likes of Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers they've two or three players for every position so I think um, I don't think it'll affect me at all uh, so uh, it, it's good and it's a healthy competition and it'll only make myself and other players on the team better players You've been back in pre-season with those lads for the last maybe five or six weeks since the start of the year what have you found about the, the new players? What can you tell us about the likes of, of Buckley and Will Seymour and Timu that have come into the squad and others that have come into Darren Noon as well has impressed a few people. Jesse Devers has been on fire in pre-season. What can you tell us about what these lads are going to bring to the squad that maybe the supporters who were in the showgrounds last year didn't see? What, what, what new things can we expect to see from those lads? Well, obviously, they're, they're all very talented players and I suppose Gary Buckley, he's been around the league for uh, many years, so a lot of League of Ireland fans know him, and I think everyone's expecting big things out of him, and uh, everyone else that's been brought in alike, Will Seymour and Timu, both new players to the league, so um, I suppose they'll have to learn quickly about the league, and I suppose they, they'll be trying to hit the ground running, and uh, Darren Noon coming up from Shelburne last year, um, Obviously, they were in the first division, so he'll be looking to make a name for himself as well. In terms of those acquisitions, obviously, Timo, you mentioned, and, and Will Seymour have come in from abroad. The two other lads that you mentioned, Dara and Jesse, I mentioned earlier, uh, they're coming up from the first division where they couldn't really get into those squads. Are they the kind of players that you feel can really make an impact in what's likely to be a, a tough, tough Premier Division season for Sligo Rovers? They'll be in that maybe five or six teams just in the middle of that pack. Uh, yeah, listen. I think um, I think it's going to be a, a tough season, no matter what players we have in the team, because every team in the league is strengthened up. 
But um, personally, I've been impressed with the boys, um, Jesse and Dara coming in, and I don't think uh, the level they were at previously will will affect um, will affect our chances in the league, and because they're both good players, and I don't think they they'd be at the club if they weren't. Now let's turn our attention to Friday night because obviously Finn Harps are in. Or not, you're, they're not in town, you're in their town. You're going to Bally Buffet to play Finn Harps on Friday night. Jesse Davis was with them two years ago. Uh, Raf Kataro was with yourselves two years ago. That familiarity between the two teams is a long history of players jumping between both sides going back many decades. Does that come into play at all or is it just a open a night game of the season? Um, I don't think that would really affect the game, to be honest. Um I think whatever happens on the night um, uh, isn't really affected by if players have played with the club previous. But obviously there'll be no love lost between the two clubs, I suppose. And it's always a, a fiery encounter as well. So uh, everyone in Sligo is, is really looking forward to the game. And we want to hit the ground running um, on the first game of the league. And, you know, Finn Harps and Bally Buffet is a tough spot to go, but... We're, we're all ready and looking forward to it. Now, of course, there was a lot of, not when you say fireworks, there was a lot of games last year between yourselves and Finn Harps. You drew them in the League Cup as well. And honours were relatively even amongst the team. Both sides won games. There was a draw or two in there as well. What's your own hopes and, I suppose, without asking you to put your head on the block and make a prediction, uh, What's your? how do you think the game on Friday night is going to go? Um, yeah, of course, I, I don't want to be predicting and it not come true and it looked like a bit of an Egypt then but um yeah listen we're we're looking to hit the ground running as I said and we're looking to go out and play to the best of our ability and hopefully that'll result in a win. Do you have any targets yourself this year in terms of maybe the number of appearances or minutes that you'd be looking for are, are we looking at you playing like in the 36 game season uh, have you got a, a figure in your head as to what you'd like to play all things going well and staying injury free? Uh, Figure-wise, I don't have a, an exact number, but I'd look to improve on last year. I think it was in and around the 25 mark last year, so I'd look to get, get above that anyways, um, maybe hit the 30 mark. And Personally, I'd just prefer to feature week in, week out, and you never know where the numbers will take you then. In terms of the behind-the-scenes things going on at the club at the moment, obviously the AGM held this week, uh, from the reports there's a good financial break-even situation which in the League of Ireland is, is fairly healthy a new chairman in place does any of that come into the dressing room at all or are you even aware of what's going on uh, at that level within the club or is it just a case of go in do your job play a game and and leave that to other people uh, no I don't think so when there's a feel good factor around the club that uh, I wouldn't say seeps into the dressing room but when, when there is a feel good factor around it does it affects the dressing room and I suppose everyone would feel good when the the background is, is looking positive, you know. Um us players that try to keep that going and make the the forefront of the club, I suppose, look positive as well and get results on the pitch. New Leitrim connections in the club this year, of course, Avant Card. Um you played with Carrick Town, you're from just outside Carrick Town. Uh, nice to have a Carrick and Shannon company on your chest. Does it does it matter to you that it's a, a Leitrim company? Does, is there any kind of sense of identity there with you uh, in that terms of that? Uh, it would, uh, I suppose it would be. Yeah, um, I'm carried a good Leitrim company. It's good to have something else relatively local to you as well down here. So um, 
Sligo is a community co- club as well. It's not just Sligo Town or Sligo County. It stretches into Mayo, Leitrim as well. So it is it is nice to have another uh, Leitrim name around. And of course, you get to be the poster boy of it as well. I saw those pictures. <laughs> I saw those pictures. We'll talk about that off off air. Uh, maybe <laughs> yeah, so, sometime the next time I'm talking to you. But listen, Niall, uh, thank you very much for joining me uh, ahead of a, what is a, a big game as it lays down a marker for the season ahead. And the very, very best of luck to you and your teammates as you go into the 2020 Airtricity League season. Uh, thank you very much. Now, in Gaelic games, we have a couple of games taking place over the next seven days. The senior men and women's sides not in action in terms of football, but the hurlers do return to league action this Sunday. Their home game, originally scheduled for Balnamore, is now being played in Belturbet as an away fixture against Cavan, and that's at 2pm on Sunday afternoon in Belturbet in County Cavan. A bit disappointing to see a home tie revert to Cavan, and it's... uh, Turns it from two home games, two away games in the league this year to three away games. Hardly the fairest of circumstances for the Leitrim Hurlers, but I'm sure they will give a good account of themselves on Sunday afternoon as they face into that challenge. On Saturday, tomorrow afternoon at 2pm in Avoncard Park, Sean McDiarmida, the under-20s start their championship campaign. Now, they had a good run out last year against Roscommon, and most of those players still eligible this year, and they face... Galway, who beat Mayo in the quarterfinal in what is now a crunch semi-final. Leitrim within 60 minutes of putting themselves into a conch final at this level for the first time in as long as I can remember. So the very best look to Gary Dunhu and his team as they face Galway tomorrow afternoon, Saturday, in Carrick and Shannon at 2pm. We're also talking under-17 football, as we mentioned, and Leitrim this year applied to be part of the Leinster League to get a bit more competition and a bit more games and they face Limerick, who obviously did the same thing from a Munster point of view, and they're now competing in Leinster as well. So we're in a group with Limerick, Longford, Louth, and ourselves, Leitrim, in the Leinster League. A lot of L's in there, but hopefully it won't be an L for Brendan Guckian and his charges when they go searching for that first W of the season. They play against Limerick in AIT, in Athlone IT, next Wednesday evening. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show that this show is brought to you in association with the local enterprise office, one of the partners here at Leitrim Daily. And I want to tell you about what's coming up with them over the next month or so. And the big news for them is the Local Enterprise Week 2020, which takes place in the first week of March. And it includes a number of really exciting events. The National Enterprise Awards County Final take place on the 4th of March in the Landmark Hotel, while the Student Enterprise Awards County Final is in the Bush Hotel in Carrick and Shannon on the 3rd of March. The 5th of March, how to leverage finance for your business in conjunction with the Department of Employment Affairs and Social Protection. And that's taking place in The Hive on the 5th of March. Also on the 5th of March, they have made in Leitrim a celebration of Leitrim's creative talent in association with Leitrim's design house taking place in the design house in the dock in Carrick and Shannon on the 5th of March. While Women Making It Happen is a networking event in conjunction with the local enterprise offices in Westmeath and Longford and that's taking place in Mullingar Park Hotel in Mullingar. Some fantastic events taking place. So the 2nd to the 6th of March is when it's all happening across the county. You can find the full schedule on our website at leitrimdaily.com, but also on localenterprise.ie. Thank you to the Local Enterprise Office for their continued support of the show.
Now, for those of us looking at the fixture list this weekend and thinking, oh, it's a quiet weekend in terms of football with the men and the women off, there is one game of note taking place between this time or today and this time next week. And that, of course, is the under-17s are in action. And I'm joined by their manager, Brendan Guckian, again. Brendan, welcome back to the programme. Thanks very much, Brefney. Thanks for having me back. How is the, the season going for you? Because when we spoke, you just got the job before Christmas. Yeah, I suppose we had um, we had trials um, and we obviously had to get a panel together um, very quickly. And trials is always difficult because, you, you know, you, there's going to be players that are, are going to sort of slip through the net. But um, we came up with 30 players um, and we started, we had our first get-together on the 22nd of December. Um, and I have to say, a great bunch of players, really enthusiastic, um, really willing to learn and so far so good. We had Emlyn with us last month for the Sports Person of the Month Awards. He was one of our judges and he was talking a little bit about some of the lads in O'Connor Flood featured heavily, more so for his rugby and volleyball mm-hmm. um, exploits during the month of January, but he's part of your squad as well. And there are others in that squad who are featuring in some of those teams too. What is the, the spread like in terms of the ge- geography of it and, I suppose, the issues with clashing with other sports? Do you know, it, it's a very difficult age, 17-year-olds, because you have schools pulling out of them, you have clubs pulling out of them, you have county pulling out of them, and it's very, very demanding on, on the players themselves. So I suppose we're trying to work with the clubs. You know, the, two weeks ago I contacted all the club managers and gave them our schedule and that we can sort of work together in harmony because I don't think anybody wants a player flogged five, six times a week. It's no addition and, and the chance of them picking up an injury is going to increase. So for the next couple of weeks, obviously the club leagues are starting tomorrow. So for the next couple of weeks, we're just going to train the lads on a Tuesday night and they're back to their clubs on a Thursday and then play their games on a Saturday. And it's just trying to, to ease the burden on them. And, and I definitely wouldn't be somebody that would have a player making a choice between their county and their club. You know, they're, they're still only kids at the end of the day. So I suppose the easier we can make it for them, the better for all concerned. You mentioned the start of the under-17 league and of course the under-13s kicks off this weekend as well with a new look cross-county league but specifically with the under 17 grade you talked about the trials is that still an ongoing process will you be looking at games and maybe a player that might have just missed out on the trials is there still a chance for those players to get involved or is the panel pretty much set now no and, and i made that quite clear from the, the first evening we met at trials you know we had um, 82 guys put their names forward for trials wow. which was fantastic and and um, it sent out a very positive note to us as a management team but for the, the lads that didn't make the panel, we'll say the initial panel, the one thing that I made clear was the door was open. You know, there'll be somebody at, at all the league games, a member of the management at all the league games this weekend. And, you know, there's definitely, there's there's one or two out there that, that probably may be entitled to be there, but we just didn't see enough of them in the trials. So it's very much um, an open panel and will be for the next foreseeable few weeks. 82 lads is a serious number. Um, what do you put that down to? Um, do you know, I, I, I can't really say. I suppose I'm very fortunate that I had the experience of, of senior management. Um, there's a great management team there. You've already mentioned Emlyn. Um, you've Jimmy Guckian. You've Enda Lyons. Um, you have Kevin Ludlow, Philip Howard. You know, you've, you've, you've guys there that, that know 
what they're doing and I suppose we're just trying to put a structure in place to, to help the lads on as best we can. We're not going to do everything right but we're going to try and do as much as we can. We're going to get things wrong along the way which again is, is part and parcel but there's definitely an appetite there um, for for lads to represent their county which is a fantastic thing you know and I suppose the the fact that the seniors got up to division three you know it, it gives um, younger lads a, a more of an ambition to play with their county at senior level so I would say that's a factor as well that the fact that you know the senior team is your shop window of your county so when your senior team is doing well that makes a difference too. So you think that the reason that because it the talent pool isn't huge in County Leitrim, so I'm guessing within the 82 there was a couple of lads that maybe weren't at the grade, but there must be 40 or 50 lads who are in the reckoning. Probably there's, you know, the squads are, there's five or six that are in the squad, regardless of what happens, they're just that good. But the rest is fairly fluid in terms of level. Like, 82 is a phenomenal number, so I, I just, I'm struggling to get past that number because it's just, it's a huge interest. You reckon last year in terms of the, the, the profile that the lads would have had at senior level? has really had that much of an increase that quickly? Well, I definitely would, would say it was a factor because I think there was great excitement around the, the senior team getting getting to promoted to Division 3. And that has to have a knock-on effect, and especially with, with younger kids. So everything like that is a positive. Um, and as I say, the, the management team that's there, the fact that their expertise in their own, in their own right in, in what they're doing, that has to help as well. But, you know... At the end of the day, I don't think any kid is any different in Leitrim. Every kid that plays Gaelic football wants to represent their county, and so why should we be any different? Yeah, I'm just looking down through that list of names you mentioned. I think every single one has inter-county experience. Um, the only one who I'm not sure about is Philip Howard, but then he's done Yeah, phenomenal. he represented Leitrim as well, yeah. No, I knew, I knew he uh, took part underage. I wasn't quite sure if he'd, if he'd played senior, but he's still done other stuff in terms of... I remember following him on a bike. Well, not following him on a bike, but following him on social media on a bike. Uh, down to, from Cairo to Cape Town back in the day as well. He, he did yeah, that. Philip, Philip is having a huge impact already. Philip's looking after nutrition, right? <clears throat> exactly, yeah. And and again, like we have some, some guys that are maybe a little bit light and maybe need a little bit of direction. And, and he's been fantastic help to them so far, even though we only have them five or six weeks. And, you know, they were their initial testing was on the 22nd of December. We retested them there last Tuesday night and already you can see massive improvements. So... Yeah, it's all positive. In terms of some of the names that are in the squad that have impressed you so far, I know it's very early days, you haven't played any competitive games yet. You kick off on Wednesday night, we'll talk about the Limerick match very shortly, but um, who has impressed you that you maybe you weren't quite expecting? Um, do you know, that's, that's hard to say, Refni. We played, we played for Mana in a challenge last Saturday morning um, up in Belcou in, in very difficult conditions. And I would have to say anybody that... that played for whatever length of time impressed me and what impressed me was their work rate and their their willingness to work for each other um i was very impressed by that um as i say it was difficult conditions we beat for mana by four points who probably have a little bit more work done than us you know they started back in in the end of november so yeah i was without mentioning individual names i as a whole I was impressed with, with the work etiquette and just the attitude of, of the whole panel. Let's talk about Wednesday evening because it's the first competitive game. Uh, tell us, you're playing Limerick in AIT at 7.30. What competition was the, the situation? Um, again, we're, we, we requested to, 
to join the Leinster League this year, which is a first for Leitrim, as did Limerick. It was unusual to see Leitrim and Limerick playing in the Leinster League. But um, what we were looking at is, is competitive games, and that's what the Leinster League is going to provide. So in our group, we have Longford, Louth and Limerick. And if you top your division, you go into the Leinster semi-finals. So it's, you know, for me, it's a lot easier than organising challenges. You know, challenges serve a purpose, but at the end of the day, this is a, co a competitive game on Wednesday night. Um, Limerick have work done already. They've played two challenges. They played Carlo and Leash. So, you know, they're going with a high expectation on Wednesday night. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That's of course open to anyone who wants to come along and watch and support. Absolutely, and and you know what, as I always say, if, if the more support you get, the the better. And again, it's great to see, to see for kids playing. You know, to see people there supporting them, and um, that's always a positive. There's a lot of chatter about a couple of teams in the county at the moment. The the girls senior teams have had a phenomenal start to the year. That was kind of predicted. They've really got their stuff together. This under seventeen team, there's a lot of chatter about as well. I suppose that's down initially to your involvement and the team that you've assembled off the pitch. Does that bring any expectation to it, or are you happy enough to deal with that given your experience before? Yeah, do you know what? It never genuinely never even entered my head. I, I'm I'm involved with a really good group of players, a really good management group. And we're just we've obviously have a plan in place. The 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 whole the the whole plan is is towards May for our first round of the championship against Sligo. Um, what happens in between that, you know, it will hopefully help us along the way. Um, but expectation wise, you know, I, I wouldn't really look into that. We'll just keep trying to help and trying to help the lads improve. And and as I've seen so far, they're more than willing to to improve. Well, listen, Brendan, thanks very much for joining me this morning. The very best look on Wednesday night and in the scouting over the weekend as the club scene returns at under-17 level and, of course, as we mentioned, under-13 level as well. Can't forget about the youngsters. Uh, thanks very much for popping in to me. Thanks very, very much look. for having me again, Brefney. Now, it's a little while since we caught up with the good people at the Leitrim Sports Partnership, and I'm delighted to say Trish Ford has joined us again for another chat. Trish, welcome yeah, back. Thank you. Um, now, I spoke to you earlier in the week because, personally, I'm interested in one of your programmes that's coming up, and I saw it advertised somewhere else, I can't remember, um, and it's Men on the Move. Can you tell us a little bit about that before yeah. we get into all the other programmes? Yep. So, Men on the Move is a physical activity programme aimed at men who are not currently engaged in any physical activity. So, oftentimes we run multitude of physical activity programs as we've talked about before but this one is specifically targeted at men but it's also targeted at men who are not doing any other um, activity so most people who are coming to this program are starting from scratch so it's for complete beginners and the program is going to run two evenings a week on Mondays and Wednesdays at 8pm here in Carrick and Shannon and we're going to be doing a wide range of physical activity we will be doing some walking just to start off with then we'll do some circuit type strength and conditioning type physical activity sessions um, it's a 12 week program so as the week or the weeks go on we'll try and bring a bit of variety into it so we might do some games we might do indoor soccer and loads of different things to see what people like and hopefully at the end of the program the participants will have tried out enough activity that they might be able to continue some of it after the programme finishes. Now, I know we had a brief chat at the Leitrim's Health and Wealth event during the week about this. I, I would have a fairly strong sports background, but recent times I've done little to nothing and totally out of shape, need to really get back in gear again. 
um, do you need to have any background or like will will you be bored if you have a little bit of a background in sport or is it up to that level that's a difficult question background in sport um so there could be people maybe like yourself Brefney, who follow lots of sports but might not necessarily be actively engaging in them so um, if somebody is actively engaged in sports uh, for example a man rang me during the week and he said oh I walk 5k every Saturday but I don't do much during the week he could be bored it could be a little bit too easy for him because I want this program to be suitable for people who are doing nothing else at the moment so it will start off very easy now at the end of the 12 weeks it might be a little bit more strenuous but hopefully the participants who start with us at week one will have gained a bit of momentum and will have been able to move along with the program so the program will um, get a little bit more difficult as the weeks go on but hopefully the participants will be up to the speed with it yeah so as people are listening to this maybe and they're wondering if they're suitable for it or not if you're a man and you're not active at the moment and you want to get a little bit more active yeah. regardless of your fitness level yeah. maybe come along uh, give you a call come along next yeah, week and and see what happens and if, exactly. if it is a little bit below their level in terms of ability well at least it's it's that kickstart to get them out the door exactly. and maybe they'll find something else or you might be able to direct we'll them. We'll be definitely able to direct them. There's a lot of physical activity programs happening throughout the county and especially here in Carrick and Shannon. There's lots of stuff happening. We have the Operation Transformation Walks that are happening every Saturday and there's also a Couch to 5K happening with the local athletics club at the moment. Um, so there's loads of stuff going on and even if Men on the Move um, isn't suitable for somebody, there's definitely some place we can signpost them to get them involved if if men on the move might be too easy but this is supposed to be for people who are not engaged in any physical activity at the moment and hopefully it'd be the start of something really exciting that might continue um for people because a huge proportion of the population really don't get involved in social yeah. activity or in, in physical activity let's move on to something for a little bit of the younger crowd and you've a couple of things here on your list that look like a great crack one for the for the really small kids is balance bikes <laughs> yeah and then maybe the glow dancing for kind of the the uh, pre-teens maybe yeah, preteens and, and teenagers. Yeah, so the Balance Bike Programme is something very new to us here in the Sports Partnership. Um, it's a programme that we have developed in partnership with Leitrim County Child Care Committee and it's funded through the Healthy Ireland Fund. And the Balance Bike Programme is a bike with no wheels, as we mentioned. So it's just got the handlebars, the saddle and uh, two wheels that moves the bike along and the children sit on it and walk along with the bike and um, but it's we're rolling the program out with preschools all over county leitrim so if any preschools are listening and they want to get involved then um should contact the leitrim county child care committee they're recruiting the preschools um on behalf of the program and we've just started two weeks ago out in carrie with the happy feet um, child care facility and the program is going very well there um, it's a fantastic program it really improves the balance strength and coordination of the young children it's a very safe way to start cycling so we just um, bring do different games out in the yard with the children so there's loads of different things we can do we can walk slowly like a snail or fast like a rabbit and we have traffic light games but there's lots of different games they can do without actually having to cycle a bike so it's a very good introduction for children and as well as that gets them out in the fresh air and gets them introduced to physical activity in a really positive way. It also eliminates that idea of stabilizers that some kids just really don't like the idea of having stabilizers on a bike. Yeah yeah it does exactly. Great. Well, listen, great to see people out kind of an activist from that young age as well. Uh, the glow dancing is looks chaotic. It's kids dressed up. Uh, and it's like a rave for, for exactly. 10 to 14 year olds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the glow dance, we actually kicked it off in Mohill 
um, last December, but we have the programme running in Drumshambo now, um, so we're trying to bring it around to different areas in the county, but it's been very successful. Uh, we had It started off on Wednesday, and it's open to 10 to 14-year-olds, um, and it's great fun. There's loads of exercise that can be done with dance, and we also do some kind of circuit-type movements in the Glow Dance programme as well. So that's still, if people want to get involved, they're more than welcome to come along next Wednesday. Um, and it's just 2.50 in the evening um, or 10 euro for the four-week programme. Excellent. And that is where again? That's in the Mayflower Hall in Drumshambo. In Drumshambo. Excellent. And I think it's going to be... Uh, so I've seen pictures and it looks... They're just fluorescent paint and fluorescent stickers and yeah. Yeah, it's great fun. So sometimes um, I think our program just happened to clash with Caritan one of the evenings in Mohol, but it's just as fun as Caritan. So if any of the teenagers are listening and they're, they're worried that they're going to miss out on something by not going to the disco, the glow dance is great fun as well. Great. Now, transitioners getting slightly older into the age groups. Mm-hmm. Transitioners, Olympic handball is a sport that wouldn't be that particularly well known around here. People kind of imagine the, the four wall handball version. This is... Uh, the Olympic version of the sport, which is exactly. kind of like a mixture of basketball, soccer, a bit of futsal on a futsal court. Exactly. People are familiar with that. Yeah. Um, it's it's a pretty exciting game. Yeah. So Olympic handball is a brilliant game. And for anyone who doesn't know what it is, I would really encourage them to YouTube it. And you'll get a great introduction by watching. We have a, a national Irish team that play Olympic handball. And you'll see loads of videos there about what the sport is. And that's obviously the very elite level. But... Here in Leitrim, we've been doing a development program to try and increase awareness about the sport, but also give um, children in Leitrim who might not have normally had the chance to take part in a sport like this, the chance to take part. Um, So as you mentioned, it's kind of a mix between basketball, not necessarily soccer, but it's indoors. And it's Um, got goals like a soccer. It's got a goal, yeah, futsal goals. um, But it's a small ball, so there's a lot of concentration and it's... Um, it's a difficult sport if you're playing it at the elite level but we've been introducing uh, the Olympic handball rules as we go and this is our third year I think rolling it out with transition year students in Ballamore, Mohal and Kerry Gallen. So at the minute the TY students are taking part in a coaching programme and we're bringing all the students together for a blitz at the end so it'll be a really exciting programme. Yeah and it's a great sport and of course at the elite level Eddie O'Sullivan of the Irish rugby, the former Irish coach, he was the head of uh, Olympic handball, the performance section okay. of for a couple of years in a former life back I, I used to deal with with that sort of stuff at third level um a little bit older yeah the go for life games yes slightly older than teenagers yes so go for life games is open to anyone kind of over 55 it's we generally target active age groups but if there's anyone who's not necessarily part of an active age group they're still welcome to come along to the go for life games program which is starting on next thursday the 20th of february from 11 a.m to 12 p.m in the b park sports hub in manor hamilton now you mentioned the b park sports hub let's talk about that for a moment because the yeah. last time or not the last time you were but one of the times you were um Blonneth, your colleague yeah. has since moved on has, yes. has moved on to a, a position in crow park with the ga You've replaced her. Who's, yeah. who's the new Niall blonde? Brady is the new sports hub coordinator. So he's just getting settled in up in Manor Hamilton. But of course, he'll well, be a fantastic addition. Well known to most people around the area. He's the he's a he's a player with Manor Hamilton himself. Played corner forward in the championship winning team last year. He's in with Leitrim senior footballers as well as the nutritionist. 
so he's going to be looking after the sports hub he's a great addition to the team he is yeah and especially somebody who has all the local knowledge like Niall would have been involved with the sports hub in part of the programs when uh, it was initially started off last year and Blona was in the position but Niall has a great knowledge of the sports hub and he's local to the area he knows a lot of the club so he'll be well ahead to get started yeah. get started in and get more programs up it's and running in someone, Hamilton it's great to have someone from Manor Hamilton kind of involved and that really gives the ownership to the town and, yeah. and the community um, as well as that we have sports hall athletics you mentioned and the dance fit let's talk about that for a second yeah so the primary school sports hall athletics competition we're kicking that off next tuesday up in north leitrim so we have most of the primary schools in north leitrim coming together to take part in the sports hall athletics competition and we have three heats so this will be heat one next week and then we'll have two heats in south leitrim which will be open to the primary schools in South Leitrim. We've we've been in contact with the schools and I know a lot of them are training for the competition. And there will be a county final and then a national competition that, which takes place in the Athlone Indoor Arena at the end of March. Kids will love that. Yes. So one, one Leitrim school will go to that or is it individuals within each sport? Um, so there's four categories and there'll be winning schools or teams. Um, so the schools will enter teams on behalf of fifth and sixth class boys and girls and then third and fourth class boys and girls and there'll be winners out of those categories which will go on to the national competitions. Sounds like a great day out for the, at the heats and also the county finals. Uh, the dance fit? Yes, so the dance fit is for people, adults with additional needs and that's starting on 25th of February in St Mary's Hall, Carrick and Shannon on Tuesdays from 2.15 to 3.15pm. Now, two other things before I let you go, because we are running out of time. Coach education courses, yes. you look after kind of facilitating a lot of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff in the county. Yeah. So anyone who's involved in whatever sport might be, whether it's safeguarding or, or anything like that, uh, you might tell us a bit about that. And also the club development grants that will probably be launched in the next couple of weeks. You might mm-hmm. have a start date for that as well. Yeah. So the coach education courses, safeguarding one, two and three are all taking place over the next few weeks. We have safeguarding one at the end of February and we also have safeguarding one at the end of March and two and three are in March and April as well. And then we have sports first aid course taking place on Saturday, the 29th of February. They're open to any members of clubs or communities who want to get involved and they're more than welcome to contact us for those. And also the club development grants are open to sports clubs um, throughout Leitrim to apply um, as you said they will be launched in March time so they're um, generally for sports equipment or for coach education courses that the clubs might want to uh, increase the development of their coaches so again they can contact Leitrim Sports Partnership for any of the coach education courses or the club development grants In terms of the club development grants what kind of, uh, give us a sample project if clubs are thinking, I'm sure they're familiar with it but just mm-hmm. in case there's a new club in a new sport is it a couple of hundred or would it be bigger amounts than that? Generally, the grants are something between 200 to 600 euro. Um, and an example project might be a new club who's finding their feet and just setting up. They could either train up some coaches who might be new to the club or purchase some equipment for that money. Or they could, if it's a club that's already up and running a number of years, they could run a new initiative to attract new members. So, for example, if there's a new community, for example, in Ballinamore, if there's new non-nationals to the area they could run a program to try and make those people feel integrated into the community and maybe those people might become members of that sports club at the end of the program and the grant could be used to purchase equipment or run coaching sessions for 
that new community to attract them into the club. Excellent. So basically clubs get creative and get kind of ideas and, and really start thinking about initiatives to engage in their local community and stuff. Exactly. I, I love it. Uh, anything else before we let you go, Trish? Um, we have our Operation Transformation Walk still taking place on Saturday at 11am from Ballinamore Sports Complex and from Aura Leitrim Leisure here in Carrick and Shannon. So they're open to everyone and they're 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. So anyone who wants to join us for a walk is more than welcome to. And totally free. Totally free, yep. Where can people get more information? They can look at our website, which is www.leitrimsports.ie, or they can contact us on 071-96-50498, or the email address is sports at leitrimcoco.ie. Thank you very much, Trish. Thank you. Now in rugby, Sligo make the long trip to Blackrock College after a few weeks off because of the Six Nations. They are facing a trip to Stradbrook. Never a happy hunting ground for Sligo. They've played uh, Blackrock twice in the last 12 months and both times, having held big wins, have conceded late scores to lose on the buzzer. And uh, they will be hoping that they can uh, make it third time lucky against the former kingpins of club rugby in the country, but Blackrock struggling down in Division 2B at the moment, Sligo team on the rise, and they'll be hoping to put that result to rights finally. That game, 2.30 in Stradbrook tomorrow afternoon, Saturday. There's some local rugby as well at junior level, where Sligo's second team are out against Castlebar on Sunday evening at 2.30, Sunday afternoon rather, at 2.30 in Castlebar, while Carrick and Shannon welcome Craigs for their junior 1C clash also, 2.30 kickoff in Carrick and Shannon on Sunday afternoon. Now, switching our attention to soccer, Manor Rangers play their fourth round of the Connacht Cup against Athenry A in the B Park on Sunday at 2pm. That game obviously meant to be last weekend, postponed because of the weather. Hopefully it doesn't reach the same fate that uh, Storm Kira through at it last week so they will hope to go ahead with that game against Athenry on Sunday afternoon 2pm in the B Park Carrick Town no game this weekend Now go back to Gaelic Games at underage level in the county we spoke to Brendan obviously earlier in the programme about the under 17 grade and he mentioned how the club leagues start this weekend also in action, the under-13 competition, and there's games in all divisions in that. And the under-13 competition has changed this year, and for the first time after a trial competition played through the summer, the, Sli- or the Leitrim and Longford leagues will be amalgamated to try and provide better quality of games at the right levels for each team. It means more teams, obviously, means uh, that there's better grading in terms of playing at the right level for each team so I'm sure it will cause problems as it starts to to grow but it is fantastic to see that opportunity to arise to to lads where they get a chance to not go out and get hammered every week or win games easily but to play teams at their own level or as closer to their own level week in week out in the league competition I'm sure there's a few people out there not that happy that it won't be just an all county competition but I think it will be a benefit to the boys and girls I suppose if it happens in the girls as well but to the boys playing for these teams at under 13 level let's go through some of the fixtures we start with the under 17 Newtown Gore Engineering League in Division 1 McDear Millie Gales play Mohill in Ballinamore and Alan Gales play St Mary's Kiltard both those games Saturday at 11am in Division 2, also on Saturday, Glencar Manor versus St. Bridget's. 
Phoenix St. Collins versus Anna Duff. They were both those games at 10.30, while St. Patrick's Drum O'Hare and Drum Kieran will play at 11. Melvin Gales versus Gortletra and St. Joseph's versus Leitrim Gales also at 11 o'clock throw-ins tomorrow morning there in the, that competition. Looking forward over the under-13 competition, one game tonight, St. Patrick's Drum O'Hare versus Leitrim Gales at 7pm in Division 2, while in Division 1, Western Gales versus St. Bridget's, Glencar Manor versus St. Mary's Kiltard in Division 1. That game at 12 tomorrow in the Barna Waste Leitrim Longford under 13 league. In Division 2, uh, one game as we mentioned tonight, Patrick Strummer versus Leitrim Gales tomorrow, also at noon, all these games at noon. Anna Duff versus Alan Gales. In Division 3, St. Joseph's versus McTiermer the Gales, St. Patrick's Oak versus Rin Gales. In Division 4, Fina St. Callians versus St. Vincent's, Mohull versus Wolf Tones Oak, Clubroni versus Melvin Gales in the Centre of Excellence at 3.30. That game slightly later than the others. While in Division 5, some time changes here as well. Glencar Manor versus Drumcuren at 1.15. And Glenfarn Kilty versus St. Dominic's at 2pm. Obviously that game, Glencar Manor, will be played after the first game, which is Glencar Manor versus St. Mary's in Division 1 of the competition. Also some games on Sunday in that Leitrim-Longford under-13 league Again, these games all at 12. Northern Gales versus St. Mary's White in Division 3, while Ballymahan Forgney versus Allen Gales is in Division 5. Those games throwing in at noon on Sunday. So a busy weekend ahead for all those clubs and all those players and wish them the very best of luck in the start of the Under-17 and the Under-13 club league season. New venture with Longford looks very exciting and I wish everybody involved the very best of luck in it. I want to take the opportunity to remind you about our Leitrim Daily Sports Person of the Month Award. We want to hear from you as to who should be nominated to receive this particular award this month. You can, of course, go to leitrimdaily.com forward slash nominate where you can tell us why your chosen athlete deserves to be honoured with a nomination and ultimately, hopefully, the actual award itself. Three categories as usual, local, national and international. And we want to hear from you whether it's your teammate, someone in your club, school, family who has done something phenomenal, please let us know from any age right up to whatever age they're still active at. We want to hear about all of the great successes around the county and we want to give them a little bit of credit and pick some of the best performances to be honoured as nominees in our competition. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. A massive thank you to you for listening, but also to my guests, to Brendan Guckian, Niall Moran and Trish Ford for joining me for this week's show. Today's episode was brought to you in association with the Local Enterprise Office, and we hope you keep an eye out for the Local Enterprise Week happening in the first week of March. And some fantastic events for anybody involved in small to medium enterprises. Keep an eye out on the social media and their website for more information. I've been Brett Early. Thank you very much. I'll be back tomorrow with a current affair where Pascal Mooney goes back over the coals of the general election and talks us through what exactly this means for the country, but also for the county and its inhabitants over the next five years. Talk to you then.